Hey there, we're Chris and Melissa Smith of FamilyBrand.com, husband and wife, parents of five, and we want to help you unleash the power of your family. And we know it can be so challenging raising a family where the return on investment is unmeasured and sometimes it feels like your efforts are completely unnoticed. It takes real courage and commitment and a long-term vision for what you are building. You're building a family. And as entrepreneurs, we always think it's so interesting how your brand at home is the one that you think about the least. But at the end of your life, it will be the brand that matters the most. And look, none of us want to wake up one day feeling like, man, we missed it. Like we missed this opportunity to create something really amazing as a family. So what you can expect from us are actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a better parent, a better spouse, and to build a stronger family. The world needs strong families now more than ever, and it starts right here with your family. Hello, everyone. Uh, Just me today on a solo episode. I'm really excited to share this with you. Melissa asked me, I would share something with you that I talk with my clients about a lot. Whenever we go and start working with their teams, when we've gotten to that point that we're going to work with their team and start really improving culture and just getting everyone on the same page, getting everyone aligned, everyone bought in, uh, I talk to them about the difference between agreements and expectations. And I first learned about this concept of agreements versus expectations. I listened to a training given by a guy named Steve Chandler. I've since you know, learned from several others and read other things about the power of agreements and, and what agreements can do. And I don't think I've ever seen anything for a family or a company that can create a lot of what I would consider just like smaller frustrations and a lot of like inefficiencies. And look, I know as a busy family, it's, it's tough. You got, you know, we're running around all the time with different activities and it can be really easy to just not be on the same page. And how many times, right? As a family, are you saying things like, well, I thought you were picking him up or I thought you were doing that, or I thought you were going to, you know, help her with this. And uh, I thought you were doing the dishes tonight, or I thought I told you not to eat in the living room on the couch. And there's this like, I'm thinking about it right now. It probably happens, you know, dozens of times a day in every side inside a home and families where there's just like, these little misunderstandings. And, and you think about how much energy is wasted on those things and how much time is wasted, how much frustration. And I think a lot of it could be eliminated if we understood the difference between expectations and agreements. So the very first time I was introduced to this training, someone had told me a little bit, a little bit about it before they sent it to me. So they told me, hey, there's this really awesome training on how to create agreements and avoid expectations. And they and the more they told me about it, I was thinking, I don't even know if I'll need to listen to this training. I think I've I think I've got this. I'm 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 good at creating agreements with people. And a few minutes into the training, I was like, I don't I don't think I create agreements with anyone. I think my entire life and my entire world is run by expectations. And the challenge with expectations that it talks about and what I've learned is that almost every single time there's an expectation, someone's going to lose because it's an expectation. There's no clarity. So you don't even really know, has it been met? Has it not? And expectations are usually filled with a lot of fear. They're filled with lots of uncertainty. Uh, There's no definitive date or time by which they're completed. and, And it's usually created by one person. That's the other thing about an expectation is the person who has the expectation is casting it on the other members of a family and the other members of the family feel that way. And a lot of times we confuse an expectation for an agreement. So I'll give you, I'll just give you a really quick example that's relevant in our home right now. And, and this is something that we've really strived to create a culture of agreements. So that's, that's, that's a phrase we use. And that's a, that's something that I try to help our clients with is to, 
as part of their culture, creating a culture of agreements. And it will eliminate so much frustration, wasted time, arguments, inefficiencies. And so irrelevant for one us, for one of for our family recently, you know, we moved into a new home and we're just kind of out of some of our routines and our kids, you know, have, have been eating in the living room on the new couch, usually not meals, but like snacks. Right. And they'll just, just go grab a snack. And, and I found myself recently saying, Hey, Hey guys, we've talked in the past, like we don't eat in the living room. We don't eat on the couch. Can you guys not eat on the couch? And they'll say every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Dad. Sorry. Yes. Now on the surface, you might think that that's an agreement. It's like, I asked them to do something and they said, yes, that's an agreement. And what I've learned over time of studying this and learned it the hard way is that's just my expectation that they said yes to. So an expectation that you have of someone, your kids, your spouse, whoever it is, an expectation that they say yes to is not an agreement. It's just them saying yes to your expectation. And a lot of times the reason they'll say yes so quickly is just to get you off their back. Or just to avoid the pressure or avoid the consequence. So they're just immediate, you know, they're so quick to say, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'll, yeah, got it. And it was really, it wasn't co-created. It was just, it was me. I'm the only one that really created it and didn't give them any chance to have a say in it. They just had, the only chance I gave them was to say yes. You know, will you guys stop doing that? Yes. And so uh, on the other hand, an agreement is co-created. It takes two people to create an agreement. And it's filled with certainty. It's filled with clarity. It's filled with confidence. There's a, there's a definitive date and time at which it's completed. Everyone's on the same page. And so the difference, and so we, we realized this has been happening and finally it hit me. I was like, we, we've got out of the habit of having an agreement around food in the living room and on the new couch. I just have this expectation and Melissa has this expectation. So we sat down as a family. We said, Hey, has anyone noticed that, you know, we're eating food on the couch in the living room? And everyone said, yeah, sorry, I, I know we're doing it. I know we're not supposed to. I said, okay, well, let's just talk about that. I would love us to create an agreement around not eating food in the living room or on the couch. So even just that is much different than the approach I had been taking. The approach I had been taking was just to get after them. So it's like, I'd love us to create an agreement and I'd love us to create it together. And so we would love to have a situation where no one's eating food in the living room or on the couch. How do you guys feel about that? And they said, yeah, we think it'd be a good idea too. And we said, well, why? It's like, well, because it's a new couch and we could keep it cleaner and we keep the living room cleaner. I said, okay, great. So is there anything that would prevent any of us from not eating food on the couch or the carpet? Like what, what would get in the way of this? Like what, what would, and somebody's like, oh, sometimes I just, I just forget. Or some people recognize that it happens a lot when they're watching movie or they're watching TV. And so it, it gave us an opportunity to talk about like what could get in the way and what we could do about it. And, and we came up with some really great ideas of like how to catch ourselves, right? When we're about to do it. And, and again, it's not going to be perfect. In fact, since we've gotten an agreement, people have still been eating on the couch and eating in the living room. However, it's happening less and now when someone does it, it doesn't carry with it this frustration. It's just, oh, hey, remember the agreement. So that's the other thing I've noticed about the difference between expectations and agreements is expectations are usually filled with frustration and getting after someone where an agreement is more of a reminder. Now, if someone just continues to not keep the agreement and blow it off, then that's we've got to have a conversation about, hey, when you give your word to something, do you really 
intend to keep it. So then we can have a talk about honesty and integrity and keeping your word where you don't even have the ability to do that with an expectation, right? So, so that's, so we addressed, so first of all, Hey, can you guys see the importance or can do you think it's a good idea that we don't eat in the living room? They got to speak into that. What could you see that might be hard or difficult or getting in the way? They got to speak in that. And then we said, okay, so, so do you think we can get into an agreement as a family that we will not eat food in the living room or on the couch? And if we do eat food in the living room or on the couch, like what, what, what will we do about it? And came up with this kind of self create, you know, it was created by the whole family that if someone eats food on the living, in the living room or on the couch, then they go out and pull weeds for 10 minutes. <laughs> and so, so that is one just simple example. But what's so crazy to me is I, even me who I know this, this has gone on now for weeks and I just have the same like repetitive frustrating conversation every day, which is, Hey, don't eat on the couch. Hey, why are you in the living room? Hey, stop that. It's oh, okay. Okay. And it's just, but we just keep doing that. And you think about multiply that over the areas of our lives that we do that. And it can w- w- be really frustrating. We can spend a lot of time having these expectations instead of getting into agreements. And so we're just striving all the time. Like how many things can we just get into an agreement around instead of it being an expectation? Another one's chores, right? So we have certain chores um, that the kids do and that we do depending on the day of the week. Like Monday's trash day, Tuesday's bedrooms, Wednesday's bathrooms, right? Whatever it is. Super easy though to let that fall into an expectation. Like we could sit down, have this huge discussion as a family. I'm sure most families can relate to this, right? You've probably done this hour long discussion about something like chores and who's going to do it on what day. And you, you lay everything out and it's like, all right, okay, we're good, right? Yep, we're good. But it wasn't really co-created. It wasn't as defined as it could have been. And so even though we had this big discussion, really, it's just a it's just a, an elevated expectation that everyone in the family said yes to. So the difference would be, again, with chores for us is, okay, let's create an agreement around Monday or morning chores. So let's let's first, you know, does anyone have any questions about morning chores? Does anyone have any questions about why we do trash on Mondays and bedrooms on Tuesdays and bathrooms on Wednesdays. And, you know, again, people, it's powerful when people get to hear themselves say, no, I can see the value of this. I can see the importance of this to keep our house clean and to keep our rooms clean and keep the bathrooms clean. It's like, okay, so we're on the same page with that. And then it's, and then it's like, so do you guys think it would be useful if we chose certain things to do on certain days instead of just saying, Hey, we got to get all these chores done at some point in time throughout the week. Do you guys think it would be useful? And our kids are like, yeah, and it's like, well, what, what days would you want to do what things? So again, letting them have a say in it. Well, we want to do trash on Mondays. Let's do this on Tuesday. Another kid's like, let's do bedrooms on, you know, Wednesday, whatever it is. So they're, again, they're creating it with us. So once we lay out all the days, it's like, okay, so just let's recap here. So we're, in a, we're creating an agreement that we're going to do chores every morning before school. Mondays, we're doing this. Tuesdays, we're doing this. Wednesdays, we're doing this. Thursdays, we're doing this. And Fridays, we're doing this. Is there any questions about that? Some people, you know, might, they might say, yeah, I have a question about this day, or I have a question about, okay, what, what is keeping the bathroom clean actually mean? What does having my bedroom clean actually mean? Again, there's these little things that's so easy for lack of clarity and expectations to creep in where we might have an expectation of a clean room or clean bathroom is this, and our kids have it completely different. So again, we talk through all of that. What does it mean to take out the trash? Do you put a trash bag back in? 
you know, and so we get into agreements around not just the day they're going to clean it, but what clean looks like. Okay. So I'm understanding that a clean bedroom means bed is made, all my clothes are put away, all the drawers are shut. There's nothing out on my floor, right? Like, or however we define it, a, a clean bathroom means, and then it's like, an, okay, so are we in agreement on that? Yes. And again, this might sound monotonous and it, and it actually is intentionally, but it doesn't take that much more time. But the time and the frustration it saves you on the back end is like unbelievable. Then the next thing is like, okay, by what time will it be done? And this is a huge one with agreements that usually they don't have the biggest challenge with expectations oftentimes is there's no, there's no way to tell when it was done or if it was really done other than like my opinion or versus your opinion. And so then it's like, okay, those jobs will be done before we sit down for breakfast, which we sit down for breakfast at 7.15 a.m. It's like, okay, so just so I'm clear, everyone will have their jobs done on these days and done means this on each of these days. And everyone's, yep, 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 okay. And everyone will have those done and sitting at the table at 7.15 a.m. Yes. So now if you back away and you think about it, we as a family have co-created together that morning jobs are important. We've defined why it's important. We've let them have a say in what days they'll do what jobs. We've gotten into an agreement around what the job being done actually means. So we're in agreement on that. And then we've gotten an agreement on the time by which it will be done. Now, this sounds like rosy and perfect and great. And the reality is it's not perfect. Like just because you get into an agreement and it's that clear and it's co-created does not mean that they'll just magically start doing it. But in our experience, they will do it more than if it's an expectation. And to me, the most powerful thing about the agreement is, and when they don't, I have so much more available to me as a parent than just frustration and disappointment and having another conversation. I actually get to remind them of the agreement we made and I, and I get to have a conversation with them around why it's so important to be a person of integrity, why it's so important to keep your word, why it's so important to do what you say you're going to do. And guess what? My kids get to do it to me too. There's agreements that I make that I don't keep and my kids get to, you know, hold me accountable to it. And so maybe, and I don't want this to feel overwhelming, maybe just take one area of your life right now as a family that feels just like we're just not on the same page as a family. And it could be around chores. It could be around not eating food in the living room. It could be around who's picking up who from practices or who's driving who to, to school, right? Like, I'll give you another example. This might help you come up with, because um, I want you to pick one area right now that just feels like you're not on the same page as a family. And there's an expectation where you could go get into an agreement around it. Um, another example from Melissa and I, because I've talked mostly about with kids. Um, so Melissa and I got, have an agreement that we've had for some time around what we call a Melissa day. And it's an afternoon where I block my calendar from work, from my business so that I can just manage anything and everything with the kid, the children and Melissa can just go have a Melissa day. And most times she goes and, you know, does, does some meditation and some journaling and she gets out in nature again. At first it was kind of an expectation and not, not, not that I am justified or have an excuse for it, but because it wasn't a really clear agreement, it was so easy for me to let like things from work creep in. Be like, oh, hey, Melissa, I know, I know we talked about you having a Melissa day, but I, you know, I've got this really important client meeting or have this really important thing for work or I have this deadline or whatever. Again, not, not powerful, not cool on my part. But what took that to another level for us was, okay, it can't just be an expectation. 
Like, let's get into a really clear agreement. So Melissa came and said, look, I really value having this time to like, you know, recharge and to be introspective and to get out in nature. And it's so good for me in so many areas of my life. And I really want to do it. Like, can you see the value in me doing that? I'm like, I totally can see the value in you doing that. And I really want that for you. Right. So we were talking about it and and then the co-creation was, okay, so what's a day and time? Melissa's asking me this, what's a day and time that I can count on that you can really show up for me and like, and do this and make it happen. And so looked at my calendar and together we co-created the time. It's like, okay, so you're going to leave at this time. Right. And you, and, and you'll be back at this time. And to me, the being back doesn't really matter as much. It's just because I, I pretty much just block off the rest of that day. But I needed to know what time so that I could commit to that and she could count on it. And we got into an agreement. She's like, okay, so you're going to block off on your calendar every day, every week, this day, starting at this time to this time. Is that, are we in agreement? Yep. Anything that you can see that would keep you from doing that. And there was a couple really, really, really rare situations that might, that we discussed that could be, and we got into an agreement around okay, well, what would happen if if you need to break the agreement or you can't keep the agreement? Then it's like, well, we'll recreate another day for you. So we co-created it. And now it happens. Now, I also though, and 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 but if we don't, Melissa can come, hey, I thought we had an agreement. Like what's going on or what? why aren't you keeping the agreement? Like what can we do? But there's also been times where Melissa doesn't leave when she says she was going to leave. Because she, and, and she'll, and justifiably, she's like, well, I'm just making so much progress or I'm doing something with kids or I'm I'm like, no, like this is your time. We've agreed to this and you've agreed to yourself, like keep this commitment to yourself, like go. And some, you know, there's a few times I'll have to kind of like push her out of the house and she'll come back later and say like, I'm, I'm really grateful that you helped me keep my agreement and helped us, you know, keep our agreement. And so, but again, when it was an expectation, again, I wanted to do it for her. I really did. That's why I said yes to it when she asked me, Hey, could I, could, could I have a day where I just go? And, but when it wasn't an agreement, it was easy to just not not keep or fall through on the expectation. And so one of the last things I'll say is it is really important to decide ahead of time. So what will we do if the agreement isn't kept? So for example, like the family room and living room, if the agreement isn't kept, you pull weeds for 10 minutes. Around morning time, you know, if you haven't do- gotten your chores done yet, and, and, and as a result, like you're not able to eat breakfast in time and get out the door and get to school, then like we're going to drive to school and then you know, you'll have to, you'll have to be late to school and we'll have to come back and get you for school, which then the natural consequences of that is you'll pay us (laughs) to be your Uber and pay for a ride to school. So it's, so I would just encourage you like pick just one area of your family where you're feeling some frustration around, or you're just not on the same page, or you find yourself repeating yourself all the time with the same conversation and just say like, how could we get into an agreement? How could we talk about why this is important? Let everyone have a say in why it's important really define it, put a timeline on it, talk about, okay, what are we going to do when we don't keep the agreement? But this is something we still work at. We struggle with it. But I can tell you the areas of our life when we get into agreements, it's just so much better. Hope you guys find this useful and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family. 
and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.